My name is Lisa Wong. I'm a video and podcast editor for The Panther. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Panther Pod. Today I'm going to be talking about the current situation where migrants are being bused from Republican-led states such as Texas and Florida and being transported and relocated to more liberal and blue cities such as Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York City. This is all part of a political stunt to protest the Biden administration's immigration laws. This has been going on since around mid-September. On September 14th, 50 migrants, mostly from Venezuela, arrived in Martha's Vineyard. If you guys are not familiar with Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard is is a place for the wealthy. It has an average house price of a million dollars. And people on this island were not expecting dozens of migrants coming in with little to no belongings you know these people are vulnerable they're coming from various situations and backgrounds but a lot of them are coming in with children they've been walking on foot they've been carrying their belongings in plastic bags and these migrants are arriving to texas and florida and they're told that they'll be relocated to a place that is able to provide them guaranteed housing food and clothes but rather they're being dropped off to places that we're not expecting them. And so when this Martha's Vineyard situation happened, locals were confused. You know, what's happening? Who sent you? Why are you here? And the office of Ron DeSantis, who is the Florida governor, took responsibility for it. The office of Governor DeSantis said, quote, states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as, quote, sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open border policies, end quote. Despite all this confusion about why these migrants were there and who had sent them, they were received with pretty much open arms and migrants were given COVID tests, food, and shoes. But thinking long term, this is not a sustainable tactic these this martha's vineyard is not a sustainable place for vulnerable families to live in migrants were also being bused and dropped off in washington dc two buses arrived at vice president kamala harris's home these are not viable these are not sustainable solutions these vulnerable families are being taken advantage of to be used in political theater we're also a couple dozen migrants flown into sacramento from Texas, and there, there are more than a thousand arriving in Chicago and New York City. Another thing about these migrants is that as they're being told, okay, we're going to bring you to a place that can give you housing, clothing, these migrants are not expecting to go to places like Sacramento or Chicago. They're not being told where they're being taken to. Right now, there are a lot of short-term solutions, as I said shelter services being set up, donation banks, and some people are stepping in to help logistically, translating for the migrants, directing them to legal assistance. Although there are people stepping in and providing this kind of support, there's no clear answer as to how far this situation is going to go on for or what the outcome might be. Is there going to be federal action? What state support might there be for these migrants? And also a question for for us, or a question that you might be wondering is, well, what can I do? 
what does this mean for me? I had the chance to speak to Adama Ba, who is a community organizer based in New York City. She was a formerly undocumented immigrant and has been working with a group called Artists, Athletes, Activists to provide aid for these migrants. They've been at the Port Authority bus terminal every day to greet people coming off of buses from Texas with food and donated clothes. When we started our interview even, it was around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and she was still organizing meals to be distributed to families. She gives insight into what support she and these people working firsthand or seeing these migrants need and how students who are not being directly impacted by this specific migrants being bused to cities situation like even though we're not being affected how can we stay involved how can we help when we first heard about the buses it was a rumor and then it became from other NGOs that we work with around the country and that rumor became a reality so when we saw the buses coming it wasn't um, at first, oh my God, what's going on? Like, why is he doing this? It was more of springing into action. Action. How can I help? And what can we do for these people? What methods came to your mind of like, okay, how can I get involved? What motivated you to take action? And how are you doing that? So what motivates me is my own story. So I suffered as an undocumented immigrant. And I'm not undocumented anymore. I'm a citizen. But what I went through for the last 16 years with immigration is the same exact thing that these people are going through. So at some point we have to say, there's something wrong with the system. If me, who's now 34, went through this already, and now a newly arrived American or going to be an American is going through this. There's something wrong. Something has to change. Something is not working. What is it? How can we fix it? But then we know how to fix it. It's just that we're not included in that conversation of how to fix it. Could you tell us like your work specifically? So I am at Port Authority every single day. I was there for the first bus and I will be there for the last bus. And I will greet migrants until they are safe and they are, they, they're confident in where they're at. Um, so I'm a greeter. But while I'm greeting, I'm also advocating. So I'm on the ground advocating for them and making sure that they know their rights. It's easy to take advantage of people who don't know their rights. It's easy to, um, to silence people who don't know their rights. And that's what's been going on here. Um, they're just being shoved around and told you have to, but no one is telling them it's optional. So when I'm there, I'm like, you don't have to. But this is what you can do. These are your options. This is what's offered in the city. Um, the system is, when I say the system, I'm talking about the social service aspect of it is not created for these migrants. So we have to teach them how to navigate it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching them how to navigate it. And yes, you can go to a public school. You can't go to Piper school because you have to pay for that. You don't have the funds for it right now. You can't get Medicaid, but you can get this. You can't get that, but you can get this. Just for them to understand there's so many, so much is going on. How do you think you personally can be best supported or what ways could people or students like myself who are not in New York City, not in Chicago, not in D.C., how could we support you? We need resources in terms of funding. We need clothing, especially males clothing. So we have wish lists. We created Amazon wish lists, share them. Um, share their stories, humanize these people. Don't treat them as just 
oh, they're here to take our resources. They don't qualify for anything. They can't take anything from us. They can actually give to us. If you actually talk to these migrants, all they want to do is work. They want to give back. They don't want to be in a shelter system. They don't want to be dependent on anybody. They're just like, guide me to work and I'll do what I have to do. So I, depending on where you are in a country, um, I guess the need is different. So find out what that need is and definitely ask. Right. And you mentioned um, an Amazon wish list and uh, getting to know these migrants. Is there a specific website or somewhere where uh, Instagram account or something of the sort to find these kinds of wish lists or, or help financially? So you can follow my Instagram, aban9. And I normally post what we need up there. Um, my Facebook, I post what we need. But I think, it, you know, supporting the people on the ground is so important. Because we're, we're, we're not burnt out yet. We're just angry and disappointed at the lack of support that we're getting from the city. You, you just mentioned um, you're angry at the lack of, support, of the support from the city. Are there specific legislations or specific laws that you want to see happen, whether that's specifically in New York City or federally? We don't have proper food pantries. Um, the homeless system. Uh, the shelter system, I should say, it has been horrendous to these people. The shelter system has not has been a mess for centuries. We haven't been taking care of our homeless. This whole busting situation has just exposed publicly the issues that America is facing. And until we address those, they will continue to. A week from now, it will be election day. Just what are your thoughts on voting just during the season, especially with this immigration situation oh my god it's so important to vote it's just that i don't know how to convince people we've been a generation of no we don't need to vote our vote doesn't count i think it's so important to vote i've had to depend on everyone to vote for me for years just vote i don't care just vote in honesty the most important elections are your local elections those do have more impact than the you know the the other elections are there any like last thoughts that you have about this issue or like how else you you feel like you could be better supported by people across the nation and if you can't help just don't stand in our way don't stop us allow us to help so sharing our posts can as for young folks that is huge eventually it'll hit someone who can help you'll be surprised who knows who you probably know oprah and i don't know do you <laughs> unfortunately i do not but if yes, i you, if i do <laughs> listen if i get if i can get in contact with her i'll let you know thank you so much to autumn above for just doing this interview with me it was so insightful for me personally to understand more of the situation from someone who's seeing this ha- go down firsthand As she mentioned in our interview, you can stay updated with her work at aba9 on Instagram, and you can keep up with artists, athletes, activists as well. Their website is artistsathletesactivists.org. Adama had mentioned that there are Amazon wish lists and things like that. Sanctuary DMV, Migrant Support DMV, they also have wish lists, and you can donate and support their fundraisers if you feel so inclined to. There are a bunch of coalitions with local community organizers and 
volunteers that are helping to supply lodging and supplies to the migrants. But of course, help and additional aid is always welcomed. I will be linking or providing names of these fundraisers and these organizers in this podcast description so that you guys can check those out if you would like to. All opinions that may have been said during this episode are my own or from Anima. I'm Lisa Wong. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Panther Podcast.